0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. It is uh, coming to about that time of the year when we'll have the uh, trick-or-treaters coming out. Uh, We're at an event right now. Uh, Well, it's probably finished, like we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Giving Gospel Tracks Out. This is a great time of the year to be able to do that because people are gathering. So our church, uh, we do what New Testament churches do. We go where the people are. And we've been trying to do that no matter what the event is. We just try to be there and get truth into people's hands. Um, but I'd like to talk to you tonight about why why our church and why uh, I believe that Christians should avoid participating in this Halloween festival. If you would, uh, let's start in Psalm 33, and we'll uh, look at verses number four. Psalm 33, look at verse number four. Bible says, for the word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. Amen. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And I want to say at the start of the message, I really, look, I... I don't want to be looked at as the anti-holiday guy. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want our church to be looked at as the church that's anti-fun. No, we are for fun. We are, but we are for, we are for God's truth and God's righteousness. We're for the word of the Lord. That's right. We're for righteousness. And we want to point people to righteousness. The word of the Lord. This evening, search your own heart. Do you love righteousness? That's where I believe the pull is on some of these things that go on in our culture. Do you love learning about His truth? Do you love His goodness? You hear talk right now, and you know, you look out and you see the beautiful color that God has painted. His creation with during this time. You know what that is? The goodness of the Lord. We're for His goodness. We're for His truth. We're for enjoying His creation. You know John 17, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. And tonight I'd like us to get saturated with the truth of God's word. It's not our word man brother you probably have a different thought every day sister you may have a different opinion every day but i'm telling you the words of the lord are right his goodness is always good you know the saying god is good all the time all the time god is good amen we have a good god mark 16 you don't have to turn there you know the passage go ye into all the world and preach the the gospel. Let me say this by way of introduction to the message. Our church, myself specifically, and our church corporately, we go out and preach the gospel, okay? We don't go out and preach against holidays. We a families out doing outreach about an hour or so ago at an event, They are not there preaching against Halloween. They're there preaching for the truth of Jesus Christ. Those gospel tracts that get into people's trick-or-treat bags tell people how to have a relationship with their creator God. We don't go out and preach against holidays. That is not what God commissioned the church to do. He said, go ye into all the world and preach what? The gospel, and that's what we preach, and that's what we stick to. So our message is not, well, someone is not saved if they practice Halloween. That is not our message, because Halloween and holidays are not salvation issues, We don't go out into the world and say, well, you're a pagan because you go trick-or-treating. That is not our message. It's not. We don't think anybody's a pagan. We don't think anybody's child's a pagan because they dress up and go out trick-or-treating. We don't believe that. We don't believe that that's, oh, oh boy, you dressed up. You, you You must have lost your salvation, brother. No, we don't believe that. No Christian should believe that because it's not, it's not a salvation issue. When we go out in that world, we are to preach the gospel. And that is glorious enough to preach. That's what God asks us to preach. And holidays are not the gospel. Bible says Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Christ was buried, rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And we want to do all things in accord to the scriptures. Amen? We do. So now let me take the other side of the coin. Christians who are saved, they're washed in the same blood that you and I are, will argue or worse, they will make fun of Christians who choose not to participate in these Halloween festivals and they would make fun of a preacher like myself or Christians like us that would say, look it would just be wrong to get involved with a festival called Halloween and we're going to look at just a, a little bit of why we should avoid uh, we should avoid this holiday. And I believe we should address that problem as well. Go to 1 Peter chapter number two. 1 Peter chapter number two. If a Christian would make holidays a salvation issue and say, well, you're not saved if you do that, that is wrong. But it's also equally wrong for a saved person to make fun of Christians that want to honestly just try to go by what the Bible says. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 24, watch what it says. Who his own self, that's Jesus Christ, bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, I mean, hallelujah on that. Isn't that great news? Watch what now what we should do. Should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. When you or I are pushed or prodded by a preacher or by the Holy Spirit or by the reading of God's word to live unto righteousness... That is a good thing. Please encourage me to live more righteously. I want to do that, but I am going to need to be under the preaching of the word of God. I'm going to need to take a hold of this verse. We should live unto righteousness. It bothers me when people get offended who are Christians, when someone would say, you know, the Bible does say we should abstain from all appearance of evil. And why do, why do Christians get offended at that, that verse when someone would say, I just don't understand why you're so excited to go dress up like a witch. Well, you saying I'm not saved? No, I'm not saying you're not saved. What I'm saying is, do you want to live under righteousness? then why do Christians, so-called Christians, keep defending the witchcraft? They keep defending the Halloween. They keep defending all of that, and they never step up and say, you know what, I need to turn and start living more righteously. That's what I want. Abstain from all appearance of evil. If it looks evil, go the other way. Jesus doesn't want to trick us. He wants to save us. His word is very plain. It's very simple. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. He wants to save sinners. He doesn't want to trick sinners. And he certainly doesn't want to trick his people. Amen. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah 10. That was a little preaching. We're going to go into a little bit of history on some things now. And before we do that, I'd like to get our hearts prepared in Jeremiah 10. Look at verse number 2. The Lord speaking to Israel, and he says, Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the why of the heathen, Those people say, well, that's not why we do it. They ask the wrong question. The Bible says, learn not the way of the heathen. Anything you do, you've got to figure out if it's a way of paganism. Is it the way that the heathens do things? And God told the nation, learn not the way of the heathen. And then he goes on to say, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. You know what he's telling his people? Jeremiah was told by God to tell his people, Israel. He said, look, you're not a Chaldean. You are not an Egyptian. Why are you doing what they're doing? Egyptians are looking up at the stars for astrology. The Chaldeans do that. They look up at the stars, and God said, look, Jeremiah, you tell my people, don't be like them. Don't do those heathen things. God don't want us dabbling in astrology, because if we were, we would be walking in pagan ways. People check in the horoscope, but they don't open up their Bible." That's what that is. I here to tell you this evening. Halloween is just a gateway holiday to the occult. It is. It's a gateway holiday, and pagans have eight fire festivals throughout the year. They call them Sabbats, and it is all based on worshiping the sun. And by the way, since they're fire festivals. Each one of those festivals is complete with a bonfire. And these festivals are not just about a date. It's not just about a day or a date. It's about a degree. It's about a degree on what they call the zodiac. It's this imaginary belt in the heavens, Jeremiah 10. Be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them. And so the pagans came up with a three hundred a circle, 360 degrees, and within that circle, there's beginnings and endings, and it's all according to the stars. Where are the stars in accord to the earth and the rotating of the earth and the sun and all that? And, and they come up with what is this called a zodiac. Now, these eight fire festivals... It's all in the signs of heaven, Jeremiah 10. They're split into solar and lunar. There's four solar, there's four lunar. Um, The solar fire festivals, they call them quarter days. Here's what they are. The first one is the spring equinox. After the false god, Ostera. It's the start of the Aries season. It's when we have Easter is introduced. You know, you know, the, uh, the, the when kids are born, that this world and the pagans try to give them their, that's all based on the stars. Well, you're an Aries, you're a Cancer, you're a Capricorn. That's all based on this Zodiac. Where do they get it? They're dismayed at the signs in heaven. That's where they get it. Jeremiah 10. And God told us people don't do it. So you have the spring equinox. That's a solar or quarter day. Next is the summer solstice. That's named after the false god, Litha. That's the start of the cancer season. Not cancer to disease. Cancer in the uh, in how all that works with the stars. And The summer solstice, it's the middle of summer celebration. It's termed, they they call it midsummer. That summer solstice is when sacrifices in the pagan world are put on hold. And at midday, the sun's the brightest. So every single pagan that's alive will be outside. Because that is when the that summer solstice, everything's on hold because it's the brightest day. Of the year. So you have the spring equinox, you have the summer solstice, then you have the autumn equinox. That's after the false god Mabon. It's the start of the Libra season or the fall festivals. And then finally, the fourth fire festival. that are called solar or quarter days, is the winter solstice. That's after the false god Yule. It's the start of the Capricorn season. It's where Christmas falls in. So out of the eight fire festivals, we went over the four that are solar. Spring equinox, summer solstice, autumn equinox, Winter solstice. And they get all that from the signs of heaven. It's all based on that astrological zodiac chart. Now go to Isaiah 47. Go to Isaiah 47. We'll give our minds a little break from those solar festivals, which were called quarter days and in, uh, what the pagans call it. And let's look at Isaiah 47. Let's look at verse number 13. Isaiah 47. Verse number 13. Isaiah 47, verse 13. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, they're the ones that divided the heaven Into what we just went through, that horoscope, that zodiac. Okay, there's the astrologers, the stargazers. They look up to the heavens and the stars and they make predictions based on the position of the stars. And God said, stay away from that. And then you have here's a great term in the Bible the monthly prognosticators. They're the ones that give you knowledge according to the months. We say, well, what is that? That's the almanac makers. (laughs) That's the guys putting out the almanacs. Those are what the Bible calls monthly prognosticators. And I'm telling you, that phrase in there, in that verse, in the beginning thou art weary in the multitudes of thy counsel, These astrologers, monthly prognosticators, and these stargazers, they prey on the weary. And nobody's going to find rest in that stuff. It's a vain, vain search. I told you there's eight fire festivals, right? We went over the four solar. Now we're going to go over what the pagans call the four lunar. And you'll see where we're going with this concerning Halloween. These lunar fire festivals are called cross quarter days. Because in that 360 degree, that circle, you've got your solar which is one, two, three, four, right? That's how it goes. One, two, three, four. It turns a quarter. It turns another quarter, it turns another quarter, and it turns another quarter. So that's why they call those solar festivals quarter days. It's all based on that zodiac. If you think of a circle, quarter of it, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock. It makes sense? Well, these lunar festivals are called cross quarter days. So what do you think that means? Well, if you think of it, 12 and 3, that's right in the between. So these cross-quarter days fall in between the quarter days. The first one. Well, and here's another thing that's important. The cross-quarter days always fall between an equinox and a solstice all the time. That's what a cross-quarter day is. Beltane, that's the middle of the Taurus season. It's between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. That's where we get May Day. Not May Day like help, May and then the word day. Beltane means light. It marks the beginning of the season of light. And you see songs and dancing around a maypole. That's where they got that. Um, the Catholic Church, if you weren't brought up in the Catholic Church, this won't make sense to you, but I was, and they had a May Day. And it was a they had a, a procession outside, and it was it was actually a devotion to Mary. As blasphemous as that is, and, and that, that sounds even me saying it, that's what they did. Because they, they considered Mary the Queen of May. Why? Well, because the Roman Catholic Church wanted more members. And so they, when they brought members in, those members brought their paganism into the Roman Catholic Church. So rather than being executed for not converting, they converted to Roman Catholicism, but they brought all their festivals. And so May is a big, they do the Mary uh, uh, procession. They honor her. This is as blasphemy as the mother of God. That's what they do every May. And they host a, a May crowning of, of Mary. You say that's blasphemous. It is. Because they took a pagan festival, they got a pagan deity, and that's the way that one went. So Beltane, that's the first cross-quarter day. Um Lunasa is the middle of the Leo season. That's between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. And Lu is the god of light. It marks the beginning of the harvest season. Now, here's where we're going to get into uh, what this has to do with Halloween. The pagans recognize this one as their first fall festival. And they have three fall festivals it's the witches' favorite time of the year. August, September, and October. Wiccans love those three months because it's their three fall festivals. And Lunasa is the first one. Um, The next is the Autumn Equinox. And then the third is called Samhain. That's Halloween. And Samhain, which is the third cross-quarter day, it's the middle of the Scorpio season. That's between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. And that Samhain festival is called Halloween in America. It marks the beginning, not of the bright days, not of the light days. It's the extreme opposite of the summer solstice. It marks the beginning of the dark days. This Halloween is all about darkness. It's all about death. It's all about evil. Longer nights, shorter days. Remember I told you in the summer solstice, they put the sacrifice on, the sacrifices on hold for that day. They do not do that at Samhain. The sacrifices are dialed up. And I won't even get into all that this evening for the sake of our audience and the ages. Now, remember I told you every single one of those, uh, uh, those eight fire festivals are complete with what? A bonfire. You know how they got the word bonfire? Because the bones of who they've sacrificed are thrown into that fire. And it's the fire of bones. And that's where they got bonfire. But there's eight of them that they do throughout the year. And then the last cross quarter day is called Imbolc, which is the middle of the Aquarius season. It's between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. That means Imbolc. That means in the belly. It acknowledges the first stirrings of spring Life is still stirring under the wintry surface of the earth's curved belly. That's why it means in the belly, in bulk. It's the middle of the Aquarius season. Americans have what's called Groundhog Day. You know, they wait for the groundhog. Oh, is it going to still be winter or are we going to move into spring, right? But where do they get that? It's all tied into that. Do you look up to the heavens and see what God created Is there anything wrong with that? It would be wrong, though, if you worship the stars and not the creator of the stars, right? Amen. That's what we're talking about. Who are you worshiping? Those monthly prognosticators want you to worship the creation, not who? The creator. And we have to be careful... Especially a careful nowadays on being deceived by people who are trying to convince you that you're deceived. I'm telling you, that's a big thing. Now, these are what we talked about. I know it was a lot of data, but it is all based on astrological observances. It's just a melting pot of pagan practices from European pagans to Celtic pagans to Catholic pagans. Halloween is all about praying for the dead and it's all in connection with death. Now, I drew the lens back and I gave you a big picture of all these lunar fire festivals, solar fire festivals. He said, Brother Jimmy, that's just too much information. I know, it may be. And you can go back and listen to the message again and get that a little more wrapped around your head. But I did all of that to show you Number one, this isn't anything new. The prophet Jeremiah was warning his people, don't be like the Chaldeans and the Egyptians because they were doing the same thing. They're looking to the stars. So he doesn't want us doing that. I'm so thankful I got eternal life. (laughs) I'm thankful I've got joy unspeakable. I'm full of glory. Aren't you? I'm thankful for that. So again, I'm not saying that anybody's child is a pagan because they dressed up and went out trick-or-treating. And I'm not calling any parent who takes their children out trick-or-treating a pagan. I'm not looking to demonize any parent or any little child that dresses us up like a fairy princess, okay? I'm not. I'm not. But with that said, I am we should compel the other side to say, you know what, that preacher and that church and those Christians, you know what, they do have something to say about this. And they are going to the Bible and they are studying out the history and they are trying to offer Christians a better, they are trying to give a better offer to Christians. And I believe we have a better offer. And that offer is this: On October thirty-first, that sound is going to ring on many doors. You know what that sign is? That, that that sound is, brother. Kids and their parents going door to door. They're going door to door, knocking on someone's door. And when someone opens that door, they are going to say to them, to complete strangers, trick-or-treat. And if they don't, mom will be in the back like this, say trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat. Are you, you you see where I'm going with this? They will go door to door and knock on those doors and their parents will will encourage them to do so. As they are dressed in costumes, as they have masks on, it's cumbersome. It's not natural. It's not what they wear every day. And a week later, if their preacher comes to them and says, you know, we're going to go door to door, knock on some doors, we're going to knock on the door. And when the people open the door, we're going to say, can I tell you about Jesus? Oh, no, well, we can't do that, preacher. Well, why not? You went last week and you knocked on the door and said, trick or treat. <laughs> you picking up what God's Word's putting down? Go, you all know the Word and preach the gospel. But we can get kids to knock on doors. We can get families to knock on to get up off their bautissimus and go out and knock doors all day. But we can't get if half the Christian families that have young children could do that the following week and say, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus Christ. We could have some revival. We've got, we've substituted lesser We've got a better offer for people. We can tell them about Jesus Christ. Now, we'll do this and then we'll be done. We'll talk about this argument. And the argument is this. Well, we have a trunk or treat at our church or we allow our kids to go trick-or-treating because we understand the origin of all that you said. They would sit me down and say, look, preacher, We understand all that you said, but the origins of things change over time, to which I would say, okay, so you're doing it for a different reason, but God said, learn not the way. You know that's the way of the heathen. You know that. Yeah, but that's not why we do it. I know that was the origin, but we're making it about something different. And then the argument will proceed to go along this, these lines. Well, pagans sing. So are you not going to sing? Now, let's break down this argument. First, do you want to live under righteousness? Well, no. Okay, so then what I have to say doesn't matter anyway. But if you honestly want to live under righteousness, I believe someone can hear this argument. And here it is: when someone says, "Well, the art it just changed; it's not what it means now." And look, pagans sing and Christians sing. So if you're not going to do the trunk or treating and the trick or treating, then you got to get rid of singing too. Now you know why that is not a valid argument biblically, because God told us specifically to sing unto the Lord sing with thanksgiving Colossians 3 and Ephesians 5 God not only invites us to sing he commands us to sing so just because a pagan person is going to sing songs to a pagan God that doesn't mean we don't sing our songs to our God why because God specifically told us to do that that's the difference God never, ever told you to put a mask over your face and a costume on and present yourself as something who you're not. He never said to do that. If he did, we would do that. (laughs) So when we see where this came from and the origins of it, don't tell me, well, then you can't sing. No, I can sing because God commanded me to. Well, pagans pray. Christians pray. So I guess Christians can't pray then. No. God gave us a specific command. Pray. The disciples went to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. You know what Jesus taught them? To pray. Do you know pagans have baptism? Wickening, I think they call it. Well, then, see, they do it. You can't do it. No, no. It's not they do it. You can't do it. It's God told us to do something. We're going to do it regardless of what others are doing. But when God tells us to learn not, guess what? We're going to learn not. (laughs) It's an invalid argument. Church of Christ, they'll baptize you as a way to be saved. We're not going to not baptize because they've turned it into some paganistic, you, uh, you, you have to do this to be saved doctrine. We're not going to not do it. God told us to do it. Every believer in the book of Acts was baptized. Why do we baptize? Because Christ himself commanded us and his church to do that. So it shouldn't matter to us a hill of beans. Who else does it? God told us. told you in the beginning. I love fun. But this world, has taken living the Christian life and serving Jesus. And this world and this carnal culture has labeled us as unfond and unloving. And they've conditioned our culture to believe that all this other stuff is more exciting than living for and serving Christ. I wanna be more interested in God's ways, not heathen ways. I wanna create good, fun memories, serving God, witnessing for Jesus, having fun. I wanna do all of that serving Jesus. I wanna learn more of his ways. I want to strive to live more righteously. I don't, oh, oh, I don't want to be always defending the side of the heathen. I want to be on the side of defending what, what God wants. And I believe that's where we should be. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.